Welcome back, everybody, to another week of RSPN. We're about three weeks away from the beginning of the NBA tip-off week. Very exciting between myself and Jeff. We're going to have another brand new week. The lights are still off, and we have some more information that we are going to talk to now that we're actually getting closer uh, to everything that is beginning. But this week ends up being special for the both of us, mainly because... It is finally a week that we are not going to be bombarded by baseball and football. So because of that, can we just get the first air horns of the season? Yeah. Oh, we check this damn Gatorade. You guys can't fucking tell. Uh, Mark is sick right now. At first, I, I thought thought I was doing a fucking podcast with I-20. Nah, the, the, the for voice, man. For those who are. They sound like I twenty right now. For those who are very used to my uh, animated voice, it might not be as animated this episode. Mm. Is that so? Just we'll see it. about that. It's gonna be just as animated. Don't let this shit fool you guys. It might be. There's there's, there's a chance that it might not be. Uh, I'm gaining back strength. You're, you're gaining back strength by the by the second. <laughs> Say it again. By the second, you're gaining back strength. Take a fucking sensu bean, man. Get on. I'm gaining shit. back. I'm gaining back strength very slowly. But the reason that I'm so offended is because I told somebody recently that I got sick, and they told me I keep kissing thoughts in the mouth. I'm like, why? Well, that could have a lot to do. With, you got mono. Wow. Why would you immediately think that that's what that is? You're dealing with girls who got mono. Hey, man, the bacteria stick, man. You know, just, just talk about that. I can already tell my strength. Is <laughs> just like, that, I can already tell hey, man. Stick it, stick it got, the, got the mono lips, man. <sighs> mono kisses, man. Mono kisses, man. Hashtag. Mono lips. Anyway, the pot, the best. I the best do I sound like I, I'd have to get, I'd have to get really, that, <laughs> I'd have to get really low to be I 20. You guys know who I 20 is, man. Shout you right now. Everybody has to know. Everybody has to know. Everybody? Everybody has no. If you're no. listening to this, you know who I twenty is, right? <laughs> hey man, don't be. Hey, come on, man. You never know, dude. All right, hold on, hold on. We have, we have, we have to put the NBA news for a break. No, there's people that don't know who I twenty is. I'm sure there's people who don't know who I twenty is, and that's no disrespect to I twenty. Uh, what? How that line? It ain't even a question. No, that's Ja Rule, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Both highly forgettable. So there you go. I twenty is not highly forgettable. I, re- I I will refuse slander on I 20s name. I'm trying to remember how his oh, move bitch verse started, but I know I like <laughs> I started the uh, I started the what what Ja Rule verse instead. I'm so I was like it ain't even a question. I was like what the fuck did I twenty say that shit? Yeah, that's on that's on. Uh, can I get a that's that uh, uh, Hove. Ja and uh, Emil, I think. I think they've been talking about that since that was the uh, around the twenty year. It was probably coming up to the twenty year anniversary of that. I think that's where what the soundtrack was that. Bad Boys? No, uh, um, Rush that Hour. Was Rush Hour. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, I twenty man. I don't remember how that verse start on Move Bitch, but so if I tell I'm you right, now. Now. on the right track, beef on the right back. Hit yeah, the yeah. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I think he said he definitely. Said the f word on that verse. <laughs> <laughs> he can't go too far. 
<laughs> he definitely did. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that was a different time, I guess. So all I remember is fuck the dress code with your screen. I did not know we were gonna be talking about I-20 here, uh, but here we are. <laughs> Shout out to I-20 for getting a, a quick uh some quick love on RSPN this week. That is amazing. Who would have thought? You think anybody else in the world were talking about I-20 on their podcast this week? I twenty on their NBA podcast. I don't believe. I don't oh, no, believe on, so. On any podcast in the world. On any podcast. Um. I think we I we. I'm talking about right here, right now, at this time. You and I are the only people in the world talking about I twenty. They fighting in the club. We dogged out. Amen. He did got. He did get washed. He did get washed by Chingy on that. He so did get Chingy did wash him. Um. Shout out to Chingy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Can we get Chingy on the episode? All right, before we get before we get too far, we're just gonna go through the line. We're just gonna go through the whole line of DTP before we start. But Are you serious? As I was, no, we're not going to talk about Willie North Pole or Sean. Willie Hunt North Pole? Or, oh my God, wasn't he? I thought he was signing with G Unit or Field Mob. Willie North Pole signing G Unit? Yeah, what is it? Listen, listen Willie North Pole was a G Unit guy early. We really getting off. We really getting and off. The, 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 <laughs> Yeah, we're really good. I know Ty know about Willie Norpole. We need a, yeah. we need a DTP. We need a DTP episode. Okay, important. Okay, important part of this week. Important part <laughs> of this week. RSPN season mm-hmm. three, episode three. He is Jeff. I am Mark. Yeah. Best thing that is going to be within our news this week for you. Every you, every every sport that you could maybe almost enjoy at all times is kind of on television right now. Mm-hmm. MLB playoffs will be um, usually has around a month left before it actually drops out, yeah, right? And the World yeah. Series happens and all of that. Yeah, we'll soccer's on. on. Uh, uh, we're getting near the middle of the season on NFL. Well, we're still kind of in the early season, but we're getting toward like thirty percent of the season in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, college hoops is going to be coming. Um, yeah, like you said, MLB playoffs. Once hockey, once hockey starts, I don't know. No, um, the only anyways. the only person that we can ask for that is Elton. Come on, man! Don't be disrespectful. Elton <laughs> will be the Elton will be the main I one. Can't, I can't going. quite invest fully, but it's a cool sport, though. Apparently, apparently, there's more niggas, so you know it might be it might be a good thing. It might be a good thing to actually jump into NHL. But you saying you saying you're not going to jump into NHL till there's more niggas? Yeah, honey, I need more. I need more niggas. I need more style in it. You heard that Chris Rock skit? I did. Know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, completely, I completely agree with Chris Rock, and that Chris Rock skit was damn well. That Chris Rock special was almost more than 20 years, more than 20 years ago. Still hasn't happened, but you know it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There might there might be a time. Yeah. But the best thing about all of that, we finally have the beginning of the 2019 and 2020 NBA season this week. So the football, it's okay. MLB, you're good. Yep. You're good for now. You're good for now. But the Alpha Sport is coming. It is. It is. And I'm excited, man. Especially after the Alpha Media Sport. Day. Yeah. Media Day was a very good uh, experience for a lot of different teams. There was a lot on the Los Angeles Clippers, a lot on the Brooklyn Nets. And we will get to those teams and what they were able to discuss uh, in a moment as we discuss Media Day throughout this episode of RSPN. But unfortunately, with episode two of RSPN, we left quickly jumping on the bandwagon of the uh, Las Vegas Aces, and they had lost <laughs> the yeah, night yeah, yeah. that we actually came out. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So it's unfortunate with that. Um, we'll 
touch on the first game of the WNBA Finals between the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun uh, in a little bit. But we will start with the beginning of the preseason in the NBA that actually began yesterday between the Houston Rockets and the Shanghai Sharks. We will not have too much information <laughs> on that because uh, we, are, um, <laughs> we are recording a little bit this early. Is, I can't believe that team is real. So you're more than likely familiar with the Shanghai Sharks based on last year's my player. If you actually did play my player last year in 2K, uh, they, they made this up for the game, dude. Nope, Shanghai Sharks. Same team. players and everything. Uh, I don't think they had official players last year when it came to the Shanghai Sharks. If they did, if they did, maybe I'm mistaken. But um, wow. But yeah, that will be Impressive. your uh, first preseason game that we actually do have uh, for the beginning of this NBA season. And the majority of the preseason games will begin on technically Thursday night, technically Friday morning. For Jeff and I, it will be Friday morning at 1 a.m. because Thursday at 7, thir- well, at 7 o'clock for uh, our first preseason game, it will be 7 in Honolulu, Hawaii, as Ooh. the Los Angeles Clippers begin the preseason against the Houston Rockets. <laughs> the first question <laughs> that I have for you is, are you staying up till one o'clock to watch this game? No, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be staying up to watch Houston Rockets at one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I don't think I'll sit to watch any team in the league at that time anyways. So even if it was uh, Trey TL and Cam Bloodish and the boys, I don't think, I would stay up that late. Would you stay up if if that was if that was your heat time? You got to see Jimmy Butler for the first time, or would I you? Mean, if I mean, if I record this, possibly, if I had shit to do the next day, possibly. No, I understand if there's nothing going on the next day. I'm just talking about on an average day, like obviously. When oh, and watch the full game, and then go. Nah, nah. I'm sorry, absolutely not. But if you are up on the East and you have NBA TV, that will be our first preseason game uh, that will start from Honolulu, Hawaii. Outside of that, a couple of hours later at 9.30 Eastern time, Sacramento Kings will play the Indiana Pacers in our first NBA India games of 2019 out in Mumbai. And 7.30 that night, the Brooklyn Nets will be playing against Ceci Franca on NBA TV as well. So, of course, you won't get Paul George out in Honolulu against the Houston Rockets. Um, You may be able to see the uh, first glimpse of Victor Oladipo since his injury on Friday on NBA TV when they play the Kings in Mumbai, possibly, possibly not. Good and of course, back. at 7.30 when they play France. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the beginning of the first preseason games. It might not be the biggest preseason games of the weekend, just due to the fact that Saturday we'll have uh, another list of games. You'll have the Indiana Pacers going up against the Kings again on Saturday out in Mumbai. The Orlando Magic will play the San Antonio Spurs at 8.30. I don't believe they have a uh, specific um, channel for that as of yet. There might be a league pass yeah, game. I'm excited, man. I, you know, I'm just hoping clean games, no injuries. See some of the rookies out there. Uh, kind of see what these games are going to look like. Excited to see what the Lakers look like. We'll get some nice, uh, some nice things because the league has changed quite a bit, and I think it's going to continue this way. Like things are just going to keep changing summer to summer because you know players are trying to win as fast as possible. So mm-hmm. uh, I just don't want no no crazy injuries, you know, nothing wild like that. Let's just get to it. See how everybody's playing this year. Nice little teaser, you know. 
Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to end up uh, ODing around that time. But um, the highlight of the preseason of the weekend, you'll have our first TNT preseason game at 8 o'clock on Saturday night between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. We ended up this week with LeBron having a quote stating that um, the fans of the Staples Center end up being the biggest winner out of the Battle of Los Angeles. It's based on the fact that they have two brand new Los Angeles teams that they could watch every night. Um, I think his direct quote was, when you're not watching the Lakers game one night, there's going to be a Clippers game the other night. So it's going to be very good basketball out in Los Angeles. And I believe Coach Steve Kerr had a quote this week stating that uh, that target is still not off the Warriors' back, just based on the fact that a lot of teams in the West are going to be salivating at the thoughts of being able to knock off this rendition of the Golden State Warriors, even without Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think the West is a little wide open, but the Warriors have kind of – solidified themselves as important in the West and knocking them off and showing that you can knock them off is important because you know that it may still run through them. Um, so yeah, regardless of what has changed, you know, KD being in the East, the new Lakers, the new Clippers, whatever it may be. Um, of course you still want to beat the Golden State Warriors because they've dominated the league for a long mm-hmm. time now. So uh, it still matters, but man, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm pretty high on the Warriors still though. Uh, I mean, it's. I think we we got so used to KD being there um, yeah. that we kind of just like forget the times when he wasn't there, uh, and they were very dominant. And yeah, other teams have kind of like got themselves in position to compete with them on a game to game basis, um, but they've gotten better as well. You know, they didn't really uh, take any major L's. I mean, you lose KD, you put another All Star on the team. Mm-hmm. And that was one of Kevin Durant's, um, not necessarily critiques, but one of his comments when it came to um, his tenure in Golden State and how he felt within the team in general. Mm-hmm. This is a franchise that was very successful before he made his way there. Yeah. And him uh, joining that team and being able to win those NBA championships that he did at that time ended up feeling like it was still the Warriors plus Kevin Durant just based on the fact that the Warriors fans of that time were so <clears> – <throat> Um, enamored. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess enamored would be a good word as far as growing up with Stephen Curry, growing up with Klay Thompson, and growing up with Draymond Green. Now that KD is gone, it's now back to that trio that was drafted um, at the time of the Warriors rebuild. And of course, you add um, another threat from the perimeter in D'Angelo Russell, along right. with any of the other pieces that may have dropped off or joined the Golden State Warriors. But just like Steve Kerr said, the brand new teams that are out in the West are not going to essentially drop Golden State all the way back down because Golden State still has a quality amount of strength. I would hope that you don't. Uh, exactly. Because, you you know, you'll get you'll get ran over. So, yeah, the Warriors are, are it's 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 a little bit of a different uh, beast without Kevin Durant. And that's completely understood. But I don't still think a beast. That, yeah, it's still a beast, though. A beast, yeah, the Warriors will not be like, something that people are just putting off to the side, no matter right. what. You may be able to actually read on Twitter. They're still very um, powerful yeah, in if the there was a, Rockets. If there was a you know a four-headed monster per se, and one head got cut off, meaning Durant, uh, and the three were still remaining, and then they went ahead and bought D'Angelo over. I mean, it's still a monster, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we may we may still see them run through and win a lot of games per usual and be a threat again. They still got two of the best shooters ever. <laughs> on their on their team, uh, Draymond exactly. still playing pretty solid defense for where he's at in his career. 
so yeah, and then D'Angelo Russell is an All Star and he's capable. So I mean, shit, man, you really never know. Yeah, they 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 began D'Angelo's um, movement over to Golden State, stating that that would be something that was like trade bait for something that um, could also come up later on if Golden State was going to end up going to do another trade, but that. <clears throat> does not happen and you have Russell staying in Golden State and I don't think we've had too many big quotes from D'Angelo Russell throughout um this media day yeah, as he's been, he's been quiet, man. exactly I think I think he's more than ready and more than excited to just learn everything that he can from Steph and Clay and, and, and Draymond as well. Um so there's going to be some good things that are going on in the Chase Center. But from a Golden State perspective, um Bleacher Report actually did come out with their most recent power rankings, their first power rankings of the 2019-2020 season. What they got on here, man? Despite they're not playing, despite they're not being one game played as of yet, we have a top five from Bleacher based on what we have seen throughout <clears throat> this past offseason, and they okay. have the Los Angeles Lakers at number five. Okay. The Houston Rockets at four. Okay. The Utah Jazz at number three. The Milwaukee Bucks at number two, and your Los Angeles Clippers, number one in their NBA power ranking. Number one? Clippers are number one? Clippers, number one. You said Lakers. Lakers, number five. Golden State, not even in the top five. It could be because of the loss of KD, just adding D'Angelo. I mean, I know D'Angelo's not KD, maybe, but I mean, at the end of the day, if this is a power ranking based off free agency, is that what we're alluding to? I think it could be because... When it comes to the Utah Jazz at number three, their playoff picture might not have looked as beautiful as others did, but they end up adding Mike Conley out from Memphis. You have Donovan Mitchell, who we had discussed in season two of RSPL, not having the best uh, season following all of the uh, rookie talk that came with Ben Simmons, but he has the opportunity to improve as well. And of course, you have the defensive player of the year once again in Rudy Gobert. Um, they've at that Utah has also added other pieces to their team as well. So when you look at it from a defensive standpoint, Utah is going to be something that is uh, is going to be a threat. Yeah. It's going to be a threat out in the West. Yeah. I told you, I think on the debut episode, it took me three fucking tries to beat the Jazz, and I was getting so fucking upset. But um, I think from a defensive standpoint, you might be able to see those type of things translate over to when uh, they have the opportunity to play not only in the West, but in both conferences. Would I put them number three in my NBA power rankings? No. Uh, probably not. I mean, again, I this is a, yeah, this is the power rankings that uh, does not have any games reflected. We just had our first game of the uh, preseason played last night. So truthfully, Houston is the only one that has played a game as of yet, but Based on the initial thoughts of the power rankings, they have Utah very high. Uh, I mean, I, I can, I can, I understand. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't know, man. They're they're built so like old school to me. You know, they their their center is not the twenty twenty center that you know we see the twenty nineteen centers. You know, it, the way that they're built, I guess they have it for a run. Mm-hmm. But it's the Utah Jazz, man. Will the chance be there? It's, it's almost like that Buck thing. Like you know, I think people love Giannis, but do we love the Bucks? Um, do we love the Bucks? It, it's do we probably, love the Bucks? You know it's what I'm probably saying? getting that way. It's probably it's Maybe. probably improving that way, and we might be able to see more of it as Giannis improves and, of course, gets better um, throughout his first uh, season as being an MVP. But of course, 
Milwaukee, Utah, two cities that are not as sexy as say Los Angeles and right. Well, when I say do we love them, I'm, I'm I just mean from a you know uh, marketing standpoint. You know, I mean, there may be specific players that we admire, but when we're like, oh well, playoff time come around, then who cares? It won't. Will it matter? Will it matter if they have to go against the Golden States? You know, the Lakers. You know, p- teams like that. Yeah, I, I don't know what happens if Utah ends up playing Golden State. I do believe that that is something that will end up still being in Golden State's point, favor you, as of now. But at some point, you you got you hit you hit a wall. You can look beautiful all year. We we saw it with the Bucks this past season. You know, you can look beautiful all year, but there's a team that can get you. It's a series. Exactly. And with, and with that, you have two players um, added to Utah that could end up being good players when it comes to the series with Mike Conley and with Boban Bajanovic. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley being more of the player that has seen uh, deeper runs into the postseason. I think Utah uh, takes a look at that during his tenure in Memphis when he was with Zach Randolph and with Marcus Gasol as well and wants to give and wants to give him the opportunity to do that in a different area because I feel, like, I feel like I feel like Conley gives them like a plus like 5 or 6 over when Ricky Rubio was there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not convinced. I think he's a good, you know, addition for the team, but like I'm not saying him and Ricky are the same player cuz they're not, you know what I mean at all. Um but I don't think he's necessarily enough to take him over to the next level. Yeah, we're not convinced on Hall of Famer, my, Hall of Famer Mike Conley. Shout out, shout out Mike Conley, Hall of Famer, man. <laughs> nah, get the fuck out of here. You just, you're not, yeah, shut up. No, nah, I, I, I like Mike Conley, man, but no, nah, I'm not convinced by that, man. I don't, I don't like this power ranking at all. I'm sure you. I mean, know. it's 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 obviously a power ranking that that is. Um, Someone has an asterisk on it. I think we're going to actually need to say to see games to have um, more quality power rankings, and of course, not only with this top five, but through an actual full NBA um, power ranking mm-hmm. that we actually do have, as opposed to this just top five. But yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It was. Well, it'll, no, it'll start. No, I mean, it's it's something I, I get. I get why it sits there. I do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard coming off what we just saw this past season, or these teams that continue to build and build and build and still can't push through, uh, you know, as far as being threats, I think it takes, it does take more than putting guys who've been there. You know, I think it takes a, a collective team effort. Um, and some teams just don't got it like that when the time comes. Is that yeah. fair? Uh, I think it is fair in Utah's chance because these we, chances we talk about are- it. Utah, Philadelphia, uh, Rockets. I mean, we great teams. You're looking at them on paper. You're like, ah, they're going to run through. They're gonna compete. Things happen, man. Yeah, and I, I think I think the key word there is competition. All these moves that Utah is making, Houston is making, is to complete deep in the postseason. This is not something with them where they would like to slowly improve you know and with time have things begin to start looking well for them. They want to win and they want to win right now. Right. In Utah's case, they might not be um in that uh, specific area to win right now compared to the other teams that we actually have discussed in the Western Conference, but we'll have to see. It's tough for me. Like, I don't want to say they're not because shit, man, I did not think Toronto was going to make that type of push, but um, you know, I don't know. The way that they're built is interesting for today's league. Now, one team that might not have that much difficulty with convincing the NBA fan base is the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets had an interesting media day 
mm-hmm. um, between their brand new stars of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Of course, we see the first photographs of Durant and Irving in their new Brooklyn Nets jerseys. Um, they've already discussed their numbers and things of that nature. So now we have the first glimpses of them being together. I believe we saw some footage on Sunday of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out at Dave and Buster's for Durant's 31st birthday. So they went out in Dave and Buster's and there was actually a quote stating that <laughs> it looks like they've ended up playing in New York City after all uh, since the Dave and Buster's was in Times Square. Niggas went to this nigga had his birthday at Dave and Buster's. I mean, you know, he's a low, is a, a low key guy. Doesn't want to do too much. I think, I think they went out later that night or something like that. But you know, they did a little pop shot, they did a little pop shot. Him and Kyrie out in uh, uh, David Buster. Nigga turned seventeen. Nigga, he was thirty one. You know, just hit, just it's crazy. Hit the I, never, I never would have thought a nigga would get an actual lineup and it still be trash. I saw. I saw like, how you get your hair? How you like? How you get rid of the BBs? Get I your lineup. You finally still, cut his hair. Finally yeah. got a lineup, but it's still it's still not fresh. Who's coming? I don't know. I don't know if Durant like asks for. Maybe he asks for like. It, it really depends on the number that he asks when he goes to the barber. Maybe he just doesn't know. He's asking if he's asking for numbers still. Then first of all, which, that's the <laughs> he has to be. That's that's the mistake right there. Like. <laughs> So he can't be like so he so can't he can't he walk into the and be no, like yeah, I'm getting one with the grade. No, he shouldn't be <laughs> he shouldn't be getting the, his haircuts off the little kid heads on the uh on the oh block. no he's doing that as od you do well, that let me get number twelve today. No, nah, I, I I think he's definitely going into barbershop and being like yeah I think I'm gonna do one and a half. He probably don't really go to the barbershop. He probably like. He probably got a homie. That just no way he yeah, he probably go. He got a homie who pull up, who's like not really a barber, but like he supports. Him. <laughs> but we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he he just supports him. You know what I'm saying? He's like, okay, here's a thousand dollars. Here's two thousand dollars for for giving me this fucking terrible, uh, uh ball fade. Oh, I'm fucking done. But you know what? Shout out to KD, 31st birthday. Has a fun night. David Buster's out on time. Square, Jimmy Butler but- too needs it. Needs to. He needs to get lineups. Do not disrespect my star. It's just it's just on my mind now because we're talking about lineups. Because he, he just he'll, refuses to get an actual lineup. He's gonna let it grow. Don't disrespect my star. Okay, he needs veneers too. But that's another again another question. Uh, another, another, I'm sorry, we out here. We out here. I'm Jimmy Butler, man. I'm, I'm team Jimmy Butler, bro. Team Jimmy, but we're gonna revisit that as soon as we get done with the Brooklyn trip. I know that's immediate cap. Anyway, <laughs> I know I know for a fact that that's immediate cap, but. Media day between the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the highest interest out of all of that is what we had saw from Kyrie Irving. Uh, he gave some interesting quotes on what happened last year in Boston when he had stated that if Boston were to want me, uh, he will stay out for the Boston Celtics. So I believe there's a four-minute video that's floating around um, on his quotes on what had broke down with that within his last year in Boston. The more important part of that is how he uh, responded or not necessarily responded, but uh, how he viewed everything that had happened with Golden State and their decisions with Kevin Durant in the 2019 NBA Finals, of course, against the Toronto Raptors. He was pretty and honest with that not- shit, man. Say it again? He was honest with that, man. He was like, you know, talking about, hey, you know, everybody knows Kevin shouldn't have been playing. You know, I'm like, damn, man, I wouldn't expect him to kind of talk that deep about another team's affairs, but. 
he went exactly. I think it's I think it's something that I'm not a mad lot at of us, for it, but you know, I just happened to I was shocked by it though. Yeah, he's gonna be very interested in 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 uh, protecting Kevin Durant at this time now that he has uh, Durant as a brand new teammate, and of course Durant is still uh, taking time to recover and get ready to be able to come back. Um, I know that there was some random quote last week that said that he was going to try and do it this season. And everybody said, whoa, whoa, hold the fuck on. But uh, even Durant himself had laughed at that quote because nothing has been set in stone with that as of yet. But um, Kyrie had took a look at what had happened between Golden State and Durant's decision to play in um, game five of the NBA finals a little bit too early. And it stated a lot of people have responsibilities for why that happens on a national stage. We all know Kay was not ready to play in that environment. We all know that whether people want to admit or not, he was out 31 days. And according to him, we put him out there to sell a product that came before the person, Kevin. And now I, I am think, here I to. Think, I think he got a little, he got a little like preachy there for a minute. Oh, he got a he got a little love. Oh, the whole like we we sent him out there. We like I was like, all right, dude, slow down, nigga. Like 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 the damn um, R. Kelly with the with the damn African hat on. Yeah, yeah, it's like let's, <laughs> let's make it ahead of ourselves. Like, calm down, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's he went on my saying, and now I'm he here to him take that. There. I'm going to be the protector and not let anyone infiltrate that circle. This is our AK, call. Do you get right? We'll be fine. I'll be overpatient with Kevin because I don't want that to happen to anyone ever again, especially on that type of stage where he was answering questions about whether he would be back or not. I want him to be 101% healthy, Irving said. Now, according to Daily.com, when Durant took the stage and was asked about his best friend's statement, he moved the conversation along. While Durant said he appreciates how Irving wants to protect him since he got hurt, he said, I make my own decisions, which is fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Despite despite things despite things not working out in Durant's favor, he ultimately was the one uh, to say that you know maybe he is well enough to come back. And uh, there has been plenty of reports within these past few months of um, uh, Warriors insiders and management that had maybe asked Kevin to um, uh, whether or not he was okay to actually go along with this. There might've been other people in his ear as well, but ultimately Kevin is the one that decides uh, whether or not he is going to be able to go up and play. Now, because of that, that things ended up in the most negative way possible, but um, still very commendable that Kyrie would like to make sure that Kevin does not try and make that type of sacrifice that could have ultimately uh, cost him a lot more than it actually did on that night in Toronto. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and before I forget, Brooklyn actually did end up showing that brand new first ever gray court in the Barclays Center. Looks really nice in person when you actually see the photos. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Looks really nice in 2K as well. Uh, so those who are going to be ending up out in Brooklyn in Barclays, I think it's going to be a very good look with this brand new um, ushering of a new season with these nets. Honestly, seeing, you know, one of the things that was kind of crazy to me was seeing uh, AD and LeBron, like, for real. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, this shit's real as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. LeBron really got his center. Yeah, or we his haven't big, seen his big man, I should say. Like, he really got his big man. It's like, damn, dude, this is... It was it's kind of surreal, you know what I'm saying, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And when and we've seen uh things on social media as far as Anthony Davis and LeBron James hanging out, whether it's the shop on HBO, whether it's Taco Tuesday on Instagram, 
Um, we have seen things like that between AD and LeBron, but nothing that has been set in stone as yet compared to what we have seen in media day of LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh, in their official Lakers jerseys. Now, it's funny that you bring up Anthony Davis because I think that there was another quote from uh, Pelicans GM David Griffin. According to ESPN, he has some more quotes and has definitely not um, put this Anthony Davis fiasco from last season to rest. Um, per ESPN.com, he has stated the Pelicans executive vice president and GM said in a promotional event earlier this week that New Orleans was a unique city for which some NBA players aren't suited. And uh, we saw a very good ad with Zion Williamson as of recent. Um, uh, he was uh, in an area in New Orleans. I think it was something for Nike, um, but a really good shot that you're able to see on Instagram. But following that, David Griffin stayed and said, not everyone's made to be a part of this, and that's okay. We're comfortable with that. If sex appeal is your thing and you need a big market, okay, see you later. If doing something meaningful for people who care about supporting their teams every day is important, this is something you're going to want to be a part of. And Anthony Davis had responded to that and essentially said that I don't care. Um, it's something that's pretty much in the past. He stated that he's in a new chapter in his career, you know, look forward to do something special here, of course, in Los Angeles. His exact quotes, he doesn't mean the past of the past. I didn't hear that, but look, I love the city of New Orleans. I've been there seven years, gave my all six and a half, gave my all. And it was fun times, you know, it was fun times. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem like the type to go back and forth, but, um, uh, David just needed to chill out because it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's 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 past that in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, and if you're really the the better option, then show it when the season starts. So yeah, you have a brand new star, brand new Lakers players. Let's 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 get things done. Yeah, I'm sure there are some Lakers team. stars that would actually also prefer to have something sexy, but they're out in New Orleans and they're ready to. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's more of this. I'm sure there's players who've played for the Lakers that didn't want to be there. I mean. It's, it's preference is preference, man. Whether it's something sexy or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it just ends up being a bad breakup between the Pelicans and Anthony Davis. But um, one of the most exciting things, of course, of this season is being able to see what Anthony Davis is going to do uh, with that. Now, as far as the Battle of Los Angeles, the Clippers had their portions of media day as well. You see the first shots of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, not just holding Clippers jerseys this time, but actually in their uniforms. You get good shots of Paul George, good shots of Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George's portion of Media Day ends up discussing something uh, that will leave him out for a couple of weeks. Uh, He's going to be possibly out for the next month or two following his shoulder surgery that he received earlier um, in this offseason. He told Ramona Shell Burnley he will miss all of training camp which means that you will not see him in preseason. You might not see him in the opener. Well, not even might. You will not see him in the opener against the Los Angeles Lakers when it's tip-off week. And he is looking to be back by November-ish. So more than likely it'll end up being something that's maybe middle of November, maybe Thanksgiving time. But sometime in November is where Paul George plans to be back for the Los Angeles Clippers. And I don't think that that is going to be something that uh, is a huge blow to LA Clippers because of course you still have Kawhi Leonard and you still have all of the other portions of the brand new team that they can move forward with for a couple of weeks. So I think they'll be okay. Oh man. I'm, I'm uh, I feel like this Clipper team is, is good, man. I feel like they're going to be a little boring, but I feel like they're going to be really good. 
Yeah, I, I guess I guess the boring portion comes from you know a, a Doc Rivers team not really having too much of the flair, but more of the grit and grind, and and of course a lot of the uh, essentials that come with being able to battle in the Western Conference. Again, you saw you saw what the Clippers were able to do without a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard when it came to going up against uh, Golden State that was ready to three peat. That was six games. Yeah. So add that with Kawhi Leonard who just came off a finals win and is a brand new NBA champion, I think they'll be okay to be able to hold it down for the next few weeks without Paul. And then, of course, when Paul comes back, that is when you get the scary duo. And when it comes to that scary duo, Paul George actually did have a quote um, stating that he and Kawhi are the best duo in the NBA. We'll actually play that right now. Because you and Kawhi are elite at both ends of the floor, does that make you the best duo in the NBA? I think so. When you look at two guys that play both ends, two guys that can go and get a basket, and two guys that can stop you from getting a basket, elite on both ends, I don't see how you can beat that. Are you two, go- are you two going to fight over who guards the best player on the other team? We might. <laughs> we might. But, again, there's a level of respect of whoever's going to get the job done handles that, that, uh, that mission. And with what Paul has said, I think they have uh, more than enough from what Paul was able to do in Oklahoma and what Kawhi had accomplished out in Toronto to be able to back that up and say that they are the best duo. Yeah, they're going to have to really show it, man, at the end of the day. Uh, shit, man, I, like, like I said, bro, I don't want any injuries to, like, push back this season anyway or we don't see what we're, we want to see finally or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. I, I want these these some of these guys who've gotten to new teams, who've struggled with – making it past certain rounds or struggle with injuries to just like push through that so we can really see who the top dog is. Now, do you think that Westbrook and Harden will have something to say relating to that after Westbrook's quotes within the past week of media day stating that uh, it's going to be scary and not for the Houston Rockets? I mean, come on, man. I, I just, I don't think he should say stuff like that. You don't think so? I think, I think he's excited. I think he's excited. He finally gets to I'm get sure, out of him. Oklahoma City. But like, those statements are made prematurely, and you just don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I mean, oh, oh, definitely bulletin board material when it comes. I mean, to Houston, Houston was struggling earlier last season. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just never know. Like you just never, you never know. Yeah, I mean, they played together before. They're comfortable with each other. They could be damn near great. I'm sure they're going to be a scary team. But I'm sure there's going to be moments where they lack, they lack things too, and they don't look scary. So I mean. Uh, it shows confidence. I mean, as he should have confidence. Um, but I mean, I still wouldn't be scared of it. It's like and you got to play all- a lot of teams on a week to week basis who are scary, quote unquote. Yeah. And those are also two California boys that will be paying much attention to uh, what is going on out in Los Angeles. Uh, referring to the Battle of LA, I believe Ka- Kawhi was recently booed at a Rams game. So apparently there is um, more than enough, not necessarily turmoil, but uh, fans are definitely invested. Fans are definitely invested in this battle of Los Angeles. And just like LeBron said, the only pe- the main people that benefit from this to most is the fans of Los Angeles that are going to be buying into what we have stated as the biggest storyline of the NBA this season. So I'm glad it's, it's, it's already being that way three weeks out of the first game of the NBA season. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh yeah. 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 Now I remember now before we, um, before we move away from the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, you did have a little bit of a you did have a little bit of a uh, theory that could happen as Paul George is going to be out for oh, the next couple okay. of weeks. 
Um, what did you think that Los Angeles could possibly have the opportunity to do? <laughs> um, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like the. I don't, I'm not saying I think it. Let's let's let's. I think let's, it would be a. I think it would be a good idea. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a good idea if you could just bring metal in at this very moment. Maybe not at minimum. Maybe give them five million dollars. Uh, you got Paul George out from some surgery injury. Paul George got to get some maintenance. Uh, for that long run, better now than later, the way that I see it. Um, see if Melo's interested. He gets to play in L.A. He gets to play on an already pretty good team. And even if the Clippers don't do this, uh, still a very, uh, very good team. Uh, still basically have what they need. But, I mean, if Melo's looking for a shot um, and, you know, there's decent money involved for him and it's a good pickup for the Clippers possibly, why not? Why not, man? That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, everybody, oh, like everybody, Mello, Mello this. everybody's starting to feel sorry for Melo and feel bad for Melo. Uh, well, yeah, there's, there's pretty much the campaign of making sure that Melo's name stays within the uh, within the greats of the NBA. But I feel like Melo takes a look at five million dollars on his phone and spits on his phone. Right. But truthfully, he shouldn't because the but conversation he had yeah, leading I'm to that. Saying, it, I'm just saying, like, he, you're not going to get 20. You're not going to get 10. You're not going to get 15, 12. I'm not even sure if he get eight. Damn, and that's no disrespectful to him. That's not that's not that's no disrespect to him. It's just uh where he is in his career. Except it, come on, find a role and be and, and be uh, efficient. That's all. But I, I don't mean I, I'm not there's other niggas out here. There's other niggas out here telling him to go play. There's other niggas out here telling him to go play in big three. At least I'm not saying that to him. So I'm sure he I'm sure he's hearing that every day, right, Melo? That is the higher dis- <laughs> that is definitely the higher disrespect. Right, right. So like I'm I don't know if the Clippers have any interest or like Doc Rivers would even consider. I'm just saying. That's all. I'm just saying, just saying. I mean, hey, it worked it worked out, it worked out for Joe Johnson. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not even disrespect at all. But wouldn't Carmelo um put himself to do it? Possibly not. I don't believe so. But Joe Johnson is probably better than Melo right now. Oh my God. Hit me up, man. Hit me, you know what? I think I think people are burnt. I think I think people are ready Again, to talk. No disrespect. This is people no disrespect. It's just such a bit time is time, man. I mean, what you want me to say? Like, has Joe Johnson not been more successful than Melo in the past three years? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no? You know what? I will not confirm. As I or saw Joe, as I saw Joe, this is a dark road. road. This is a dark road to go down. If I saw Joe Johnson. I mean, I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards Melo at all by saying that. Nobody beats everybody. Father Time hits everybody, regardless. It just, it, he just hasn't had anything to work out for him, and that's okay. But I'm also stating how it is. I'm still a little bit mad at Joe, just based on 2016 playoffs. But you know, it's okay. I can get over that. He's you're, a big three okay. champion. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Would Carmelo be a big three champion? I don't think that he puts himself to do that. He but wouldn't even step in the arena to play big three because he, he should take a look at things almost working out for Demarcus Cousins. I, if all I'm saying is, if I'm his agent, I call the Clippers and ask them if they want to bring him on while Paul George is recovering from some maintenance. That's all. I'm, that's all. That's really all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I guess it does. I guess it does depend with Carmelo if he wants to be the player that plays um, that plays twenty plus. 25, 30 minutes a game, or if he's okay with taking the 15. If he's okay with it. He, he may not be okay with it. And Carmelo Anthony, you never know. You never really know. Maybe maybe he's not so, like, 
I don't want to do this as we say, and we're just building up this story as if he doesn't, like he has well, all these stipulations. But well, I he, clear, he clearly hears a lot of this shit. If he's, if he's more than willing to go on first take and stay feels like he's being disrespected, um, this is something it. that he actually does take very serious. Cry about it? I didn't cry about it. You know, here's my thing. If a team asks you to accept a role because you're a declining player and you don't accept it, and then all of a sudden you don't have a job, that's a personal problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. If for anybody who looked at what happened I mean, in the I mean, moment, I have much remorse for Carmelo Anthony, completely understood. But I mean, At the end of the day, like that's a personal problem. You've, you've had chances to, uh, you know, change, change your game per se or take a lesser role. You didn't want to, and now you don't have a job. It's okay. He's a great player. I'm sure some people would say he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's done great things in the league, a hell of a score, but there's maybe there's no place for him right now. That's all. Well, right feeling, now, feeling disrespectful is like there's not a place for him. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't. I think there's a place for him, but I'm just saying, like maybe the league has decided there's not a place for him. He feels like he's disrespected, but I, I feel like he could have changed his game and accepted a different role. If things worked out differently in Oklahoma, he'd still be. I, I feel like he'd still be okay. The fact, the fact that Oklahoma, like missing, I feel like he should have stayed in Atlanta. He, he could have done that as well. He didn't, have, he didn't have to jump off of Atlanta. We, yeah, we talk about this all the time. You know, ex- ex- accept the role that's given to you at that at that moment. I think sometimes you try to take advantage. I don't want to say take advantage, but you're trying to take control uh, of of your career. And everybody knows that, unfortunately, you can't have 100% control of your career. Some like mm-hmm. there's always something you're you're under contract or you know obligations, time. Whatever it may be, injuries, nobody's going to be 100% in control of their career because things just happen that are out of your control. And I think this is one of those things for Melo. You know, it just it, it happened to him, and he, he got stuck in this cloud, and, you know, now he doesn't have a job in the league. So Yeah, there, yeah, there are negative connotations out in Oklahoma with him, Westbrook, and Paul George. Negative connotations out in Houston. Um, so it, 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 it unfortunately comes with a lot more than just harm – getting Carmelo Anthony when it comes uh, to your team. Now, would I say that Los Angeles would be more than, likely, more than willing to uh, allow that in? I think so. I think it's, yeah, probably, I think it's probably the least. What, what does he want to get paid? Yeah. that's So if he goes in and he asks for money that he's not worth, then who's, who's being disrespectful? I yeah, mean, we're uh, just paying you your – we want to pay you your value at the time. And, be, and actually be able to get you in the league in, in general. Yes, yes. Exactly. Say say he comes in under under a four million dollar, five million dollar one year, and he and he balls, right? He put he bets on himself, and then the next year he gets a, a bit a little bit more money as a as a one year guy. I mean, that, knows, that happen. Players do that. Yeah, Kawhi Kawhi has, has completely stated that his number one priority right now is getting the Los Angeles Clippers to the finals. I feel like that uh, does not necessarily reflect what had happened with Tracy McGrady in San Antonio when uh, he was on the Spurs and they um, were about to win the NBA championship against the Miami Heat. But Carmelo Anthony would be able to look at that and uh, feel that this is now the grandest stage, depending on what he's actually able to play for Los Angeles. If that were to happen, it's a, it's, 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 it's a bonus. I think you get a completely different Carmelo Anthony in that stage. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only only time will tell, and you know maybe we'll have another season without Melo. Um, but uh, you know, I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see, man. I I got I, I really I, jokes aside, like we could make our you know our our jokes about, him, but I I like Melo as a player. Like he's 
he's great, but um, mm. every player declines. Every at some point, players just don't have it no more, and there's, there's I don't think that's nothing to be ashamed of. Now, segueing out to a uh, uh, different rendition of the finals, the WNBA finals began on Sunday. Uh, we had game one we between Washington wrong. and the Connecticut Sun. What'd you say? We were fucking wrong about this, man. Yeah, it's okay. You know what? Liz can't. Oh, and I, I and I found that I was actually pronouncing her last name wrong last week, which you know I think it's actually Cambage. Well, the horny took over, and it didn't matter how you said it, man. For the love of God, you know what? The Washington Mystics hold off the Connecticut Sun in Game One of the Finals, earning them their first <laughs> Finals win in franchise history. The MVP Elena Deladon scores twenty-two, along with Ariel Atkins with twenty-one for the Mystics, and Christy Tolliver providing eighteen. Game Two tonight out in Washington in this best of five series. Uh, we had Quan. Uh, hit us up last week and say if the Connecticut Sun win the WNBA Finals, let us on, let me on because I will be talking a whole bunch of shit out for the state of Connecticut, and I am more than willing to have that go on if the Connecticut Sun end up winning the NBA Finals. I represent 203 uh, based on my five years out there, so you know I, I, I'd love some CT love out here. Connecticut, hey, yeah. Listen, Connecticut has some beautiful women and some beautiful areas as well. I mean, it's I, I haven't been in Connecticut since I left in two thousand and three. But I'm sure, I'm sure you saw. Yeah, okay. No one, not everything. It's all starting to make sense now. Like what? Just your 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 energy, man. Your aura is so diabolical. Uh, huh? It, bro, the thought or your aura has changed so much since since season one to now. Oh you know? my god! What are you I want to get into this. <laughs> I want to get into this. What are you talking? My aura was fine. <laughs> your uh and what is happening uh, with your, Connecticut? Your thought aura. Because now uh, that I, now that I know you this? spent some time in Connecticut, now that I know you spent some time in Connecticut, I see where all the the the, the thought rage has, has come. I was from. I was 12 years old. What thought? That's where it all happened for you. That's when it oh. clicked for you. I, really? I, I, you know what? I I I'm just so I'm just so confused. Quan, can you can you can you speak for the state of Connecticut? Quan already knows exactly what I'm talking Quan, about. Quan has zero idea of what you're talking he, about right he now. He heard what I said. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The honeys is hot out here." Connecticut. Quan did not tell. When did Quan tell you that? I'm not saying he told me that, but I'm saying once he hears what I'm saying, nah. Quan is not, Quan is not going to agree. I Quan. It, so Quan, tell him, please. Please tell him. Look, man, Quan's, Quan's been a friend of mine ever since he left his car on for a whole shift. And I've never, <laughs> <laughs> I've never ever, ever, ever forgotten about that. <laughs> I've never forgot about that to this day. I think that was like three years ago or like close to it when he first told us that. And uh, I never forgot that. At that point, <laughs> I was like, that's a good nigga, man. That's a good nigga. And there is there is the rally quote. We'll keep we'll keep the rally quote on. We'll keep oh, the yeah, quote. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll keep the we'll keep the rally quote on the wraps. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you know, you know on, on that. But um, so WNBA Finals game two will be starting out tonight in Washington. Um, be sure to catch that. Um, as the WNBA ends and the NBA starts going into its preseason, and we start getting even closer to the beginning of the NBA season. So Jeff and I are very very excited. Now, 
Other talking points in this week's RSPN, uh, more Olympics watch with Kawhi wanting in. He has stated that he is interested in playing for the Olympics in 2020 for the United States, of course. But for now, his main priority is still getting the Clippers to the NBA Finals. But uh, this is another name to add with the Warriors and their interests in playing for the United States in 2020. I believe uh, some reporters had asked LeBron James about playing the Olympics in 2020 as well. He did not necessarily give a full-on commitment to it, but said that he is interested, but some things would just have to um, be taken a look at first before he does do that. So not anything officially confirmed from LeBron James as of yet. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has specified his interests, but right now that is not his main priority. He wants to make sure that the Clippers get to the finals. Um, outside of that, Kevin Martin. That should be a name that you are very familiar with. K-Mart. In what? K-Mart, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Minnesota Timberwolves um, yeah. and the Houston Rockets as well. And the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, he's playing on a well amount of teams, but now he is interested in getting some Australian money. He's leading a group that will be buying the Brisbane Bullets in the NBL, NBL being the basketball league out in Australia. So he'll be leading this a group is, that will be buying. Say it again. Did you write this down? Or you come Did I write top, this down? Come on the top of the dome with this, man. That was off the top of the. That was off the top of the dome. I was like, I was like Kevin Martin. Like when you said that, I'm like, what the fuck did Kevin Martin do this week? Nah, Kevin, I mean, we, we, more, I think it, it was either season one, I think it was season one that we were like, yo, where the hell's Kevin Martin at? But apparently, this is what he's been working on. Okay. I mean, hey, investing, man. He's investing. Yeah, it's going to be very good uh, investment, I believe, for, for him. Uh, it is the NBL out, out in Australia. So we do not have too much information relating to the NBL, but still a quality basketball league compared to Kevin Martin. And uh, we'll see what he does with that. Hmm. Outside of that, uh, Adam Silver. We had a conversation with him as part of the Silver Squad last week relating to some changes in the tampering rules. But as of right now, Shams has reported on the 27th that the NBA has sent memos to teams with official tampering guidelines. Some key points. Conduct from player inducing another player to demand a trade will be violative of tampering. So what that means is you cannot call another player late at night on July 1st and state you should demand a trade from your team and I will go over there. So more than likely, there's not going to be any more Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That is now violated of tampering. Um, well, this. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as far as how they were able to pull that off. I mean, um, Isolated comments by team official praising another player will no longer be regarded as violation. So Magic Johnson got in a whole bunch of trouble with that uh, in his discussions of other players that were not on the Los Angeles Lakers when he was part of the front office. Those comments of praising another player will no longer be regarded as a violation. So I'm sure Magic is laughing at that. Uh, additional key points in NBA's official tampering guidelines sent to teams in memo on Friday. League will not confiscate phones or computers during its five random audits. And there is a new 6-9 hotline created to allow teams and others <laughs> to anonymously. It is not called the 6-9 hotline, but we're going to call it the 6-9 hotline. Now, Sham, Sham says the 6-9 line. We got to call it the 6-9 line. Hmm. So you can anonymously report potential violations depending on the information that you do have relating to tampering. And that has been sent out to all 30 teams informing them of the new tampering guidelines. So 
I feel like uh, there might be a GM in Cleveland that will be very interested in using that six nine line line. Yeah, he, immediately. It's in his contacts. He put it in his contacts. <laughs> he definitely got in his contacts right now. And last but not least, uh, the G League is starting a brand new rule with their free throws. They're going to be experimenting a new free throw rule that is pretty much stated as one free throw counting for all of the points. And this is per Zach Lowe of ESPN. You will not have any more distinctions relating to uh, two-pointers or three-pointers. You will not need to shoot two free throws or three free throws in those areas of fouls. There will be a shot where one free throw counts for all of the points. So that was very divisive between uh, the NBA universe and especially for some of the NBA players, with Lou Williams retweeting it on Twitter and stating this ain't it, uh, this included a pretty lengthy discussion in his mentions following that. Um, there was one Twitter, I think it's at Kobe3, that states NBA players are really good at baiting defenders into fouling them on three-point shots. This rule would take away that advantage. Of course, sweet Lou doesn't want this to happen. James Harden would hate this rule change, too. Where Lou Williams said, I can shoot free throws. I can make one to get three points. Cool. I'm thinking about my opponents who can't. It's a bailout. They're not taking that from me. It's easier, actually. Would you rather Shaq shoot one free throw for three points or have him shoot three free throws for three points? And with that was a whole bunch of different debates in his mentions. But uh, it is something that the G League is starting. So um, you had specifically said that that is not something that really should be too concerning of a lot of uh, watchers of the NBA. It's not. Uh, it's a developmental league. Um, I think that it's good to try new things at a lower level so that we can see if it works at a higher level. Um, regardless mm -hmm. if it's if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but one player shouldn't decide that because he doesn't like it or he doesn't think it's good. It shouldn't happen. I mean, we don't know. That's why we're going to try it out in the G League first uh, to see how it how it looks, how it feels. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, man, I I, uh, I have no issue with it because it's not going to affect the NBA. Um, it's just going to affect the G League and and if it works out and it comes to uh you know the NBA then so be it but yeah man I, try more things like that it's the G League be be experimental you know yeah I, I, th I think you were able to take more chances of being experimental in the G League in that regard so um, for those who will be watching the G League I, I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to ruin uh your experience and I believe Chris Mack had even said that this is from it looks like this is another uh one of the big threes influences that are being used in the NBA season mm -hmm. um so with that being said I feel like these are things that the NBA are going to take into uh account and try things out speed up certain games I know that free throws um, and the amount of times that it takes to get through that entire process is something that uh, NBA critiques um, have used when it comes to discussing that. And maybe this will be able to fix it. Maybe it won't. But again, it's an experiment. It's an experiment. Yeah, they got to. People should be. I mean, if anything, people should be happy about this because, like I said, they're trying new things, trying to make the game better. If this is a way that won't make the game better, they will find out. Yeah, and we don't have to talk about it again. When we get to the this whole four point line talk, guess where it's going to start first? Uh, uh, that that might be something that I'm less interested. No, no, in no, 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 no. I'm I'm with you. Like, like I'm, I agree, but yeah, if there's real conversation in it and it's something they want to try, they're going to try mm -hmm. it in the G League first. 
and yeah before they actually implement exactly. it so we won't even have to worry about it as uh you know nba everyday watchers um it's just something that they're gonna test out try and maybe maybe it'll work out maybe it won't maybe it won't mean anything so um would you rather them try it in the nba first and then take it away nah. <laughs> when, they, when they run it back they're like you know what? we're not really feeling this too much yeah Look how many people bitch about NFL and what they're and what they're trying to try and improve. Exactly, exactly. At least this way, uh, you know, new things can be tried in, in a smaller location that's not as exposed. Um, and we'll take it from there. Shit. Maybe it speeds the game down. Maybe it makes the game worse. Let's figure it out. Exactly. So we'll be able to see that as the G League begins its season. But between Jeff and I, that's mainly all we have for this week. So thank you to everybody for tuning into RSPN this week. We are less than three weeks away from the beginning of tip-off week. Do keep in mind that Jeff and I still have information relating to our first giveaway of the season to provide to you, but you will be receiving that through the month of October, so stay tuned for that. Next week, we're going to have some preseason, more preseason talk to actually have for you we'll have the first weekend of the nba preseason and more games going on through that and i believe around the ending of the WNBA finals as we get closer to the beginning of the nba season so stay tuned with us we're going to have plenty more and plenty different guests this season for you as of now we are very focused on uh, we 100 need Quan to come over here and and speak for the state of connecticut because i am just completely flabbergasted right now Quan, pull up, man. Connecticut, I know. I know they got him. I know they got him. Please, Mark, please, Quan. Mark, no, too, clearly. Quan, please clean this up. As of right now, Come I'm going to be cleaning up myself as well. I'm going to gargle some salt water, chug some Gatorade, take some emergency, eat some honey, something man, that 20. will make this feel better. But I did get my energy back. That's a good thing. Soon, as soon as we log off, you're going to be cooked. As soon as I log off, I'm probably going to pass out my bed. Yeah. So you already know you f- you feel good now because uh, of my energy. You know what I'm saying? But it's your it's your energy. That's, that's, hey man, that's, it's my energy, bro. It's my energy. I know. So uh, most people say that to me a lot. So I could understand that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who who tells who tells you that again? Women, uh, friends. You know they like my energy, like being around me, like staying around me, staying around. Y'all hear this guy? Y'all hear this? And then there's Cardi. I don't even want to talk about Cardi right now because a lot of reds are never coming out. I'm gonna check you. I'm gonna. No, I don't want. I want to talk about Cardi or Uzi. These guys are never doing their projects. Man, we're we struggling out here, man. It's rough. As soon as whole lot of red, Cardi sounds. You know what? We might have to make the official distinction. Can we ban Cardi sounds until whole lot of red drops? Yeah, I know it. I know it's a big. It's a big ask. I I know the bomb is dropping right now, but. We have we have to take a knee. We need a whole lot of red. I can't do none of that. No, nope, none of it. All right. I guess I, I guess I can agree. I guess we 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 have to take a stand. We have to take a stand. If nobody's listening to these cries of help for eternal to take, it's just going to happen again. To whole Please lot of red. stop a whole lot of red, man. Please, man. We stop need a whole lot of red. Please, this is going to be our. Fu- uh, you want to talk about energy? You want to talk about, bro? I could play die lit from top to bottom yeah. right now and feel one hundred percent better. Yeah, still. Dilet is almost a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Almost a flu shot. So well, you know what? With that, with, with that, we'll 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 have some thoughts on that. That that that'll be our tampering rule to try and discuss on this week's RSPN. Should we ban Cardi Sounds until a whole lot of red drops? That will be our tampering. But when it drops, 
when the album drops, Cardi's got to be the cover of the episode, no matter what. <laughs> Even if it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> just, drop, just, just put the cover, just put the album cover of Ola Red, and that's it. Why Cardi on the cover of episode? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to hear Cardi's takes on it. What what are Cardi's takes on NBA? I don't know, dude. That I would love to talk to Playboy Cardi about the NBA. What if Cardi's like the the most well versed, <laughs> intelligent? Will just be able to break down everything with analytics, oh, and he'll give you the eye test too. It'll be incredible. I feel like he's a solid dude, man. Pull up, man. Pull up, Playboy. Playboy Cardi on RSPN will be will be. A game will be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he won't run away like Uzi does. Nah, nah. We'll, he'll be comfortable. We'll keep him comfortable, man. All right, cool. That'll be our that that that'll be that'll be our pitch. That'll be our pitch. If anybody who's listening and can somehow get this into the ears of Playboy Cardi, we Do will it. have one of the most monumental episodes of RSPN of all time. Big time, big time. But with all of that, we have some things to discuss. I had to get it all out. I had to get it all yeah, out. I had to get it all out. It's, it begins now. All right. You know what? With that, well, we, all right. We got some things to talk about. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah.